0: Amen. And uh, so let's get into it. We'll get as far as we can today. Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 written by John the Beloved <laughs> as opposed to John the Baptist. We had a great start to our um, flight school this morning. Amen. Amen. Certainly grateful for the uh, quantity of students and the quality of students that have signed up for that class. Grateful that you are part of that class to learn and uh, to hone the gifting, calling, or even the mandate, or even the um, expectation that the Bible has put upon us. The book of Hebrews says that by now you ought to all be teachers. So even if you don't feel this calling to be a teacher, the Bible says by now you ought to all be teachers. And so those that are in the class, I certainly appreciate you. And as I told you earlier, uh, the honor is mine that you would allow me to uh, pour into you something over the next several weeks. Amen? Amen. So this is 1 John written by John the Beloved. Okay? So 1 John chapter 5, let's read verse 1 through 5 together. You got it? Okay, ready, read. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who was begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Verse 4 again says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And then verse 5 says, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. All right. I want to share on this message today and maybe the next week or so. Overcoming the world. Overcoming the world. You know, those of you who go through our confession with us before services, uh, our church uh, Mantra, if you if you call it, is uh, we use the word soar. The acronym soar. We're the Eagles, right? We soar. And S is serve serve the Lord. Lord. O O is overcome the world. A and R. So we're talking about today specifically overcoming. The world. Father, thank you so much for the word of God today. I pray that each and every one of your people has hearing ears, seeing eyes that are from you, Lord, and that understanding hearts are there for your people to receive the word of God. I ask you for clarity of thought and clarity of speech. Let me speak with excellence, accuracy, and boldness. Let me speak what you have given me to say. And I ask you, Father, even on the spot, to just share with us whatever revelation that you want to bring forth. We give you license, we give you freedom, God, to speak. Fresh word from heaven we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Amen. All right. Overcoming the world. Overcoming the world. How many of y'all know that we live in the midst of of an evil world? Everywhere you look there's trouble. All around us. You, you, You watch the news. You read the paper. You check whatever resource that you can or that you do. And you'll see that we live in a very evil world. Things are happening around us that me as a, 12-year-old, 10-year-old never thought I'd see, but stand before you as a 50-year-old man, I'm just in awe of the amount of evil and darkness that's in the earth. And what's happened, Satan has really, really focused his attack on the body of Christ, on the people of God. Would you agree with that? through persecution, through all kind of suffering, through all kind of storms. He wants to focus his attention on those of you who name the name of Christ. Now, now he hates everybody. Don't get it bent. He hates every person on this planet. But he's kind of focusing his efforts because the people in the world, he already has them. But those of us that are walking with Christ, he's after us in a strong way. And what he wants us to think is that his forces are so strong that the darkness is so strong that you and I cannot overcome it. He he brings pressure in such a way that, and he brings it uh, not only in a strong way, but in a repetitive way, in a systematic way that you feel like as soon as you get up from one thing, here comes something else. As as, As soon as you make one step, here comes something else coming against you. And you're under attack. Tell your neighbor you're under attack. And the enemy is trying his hardest to get you to take your eyes off of God and put your eyes on the storm. It's the very same thing that happened. Remember when, when Peter was walking on the water? Peter saw Jesus Christ walk on the water to him and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. And what happened? He came, he began to walk on the water to Jesus. Am I right about it? But what happened? The Bible says Peter saw that the wind was boisterous. He saw the wind and the waves, which means he took his eyes off of Jesus. Are y'all with me? And put his eyes on the storm and he began to sink. So what the devil wants to do is bring the storm in such a tumultuous way that you take your eyes off of Jesus, take your eyes off his word and put your eyes on the storm and say, I can't make it. I know it's happening. I know it because there are Christians who are quitting every day. We dealt with this a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. The Bible says in Proverbs 24.10, if you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. So there are people who are fainting because they don't have any strength. And the strength is gone because the devil has brought things in such a manner that they feel overwhelmed. That's why I'm glad the psalmist said, said, when my heart is overwhelmed, you lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So you and I may feel overwhelmed at times. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You and I may feel overwhelmed over times. But even if you feel overwhelmed, don't let the things overcome you. How many of y'all ever felt overwhelmed? And yet you still overcame. So even though you're overwhelmed, you can still overcome. Overwhelmed is what happens to you. Overcoming is what you do through power, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all got this here? Oh, there, there are times. I know what your sanctified Holy Ghost feel, tongue-talking self, you feel overwhelmed. I know you're a faith giant in the word seven days a week, eight hours a day. But there are going to be times when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like this is too much. Come here, Elijah. In the 19th chapter of First Kings, Elijah, who's a man of God, who's seen signs, wonders, and miracles. In chapter 17, he's he's been fed at the brook Cherith by ravens in the morning, ravens at night, bringing in bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat at night. He's seen the hand of God. In that same chapter, God sends him down to Zarephath and there's a widow woman that's going to take care of him in the midst of a drought and a famine and God, and Elijah saw the hand of God take care of him and that widow and her son, her household for all the time of that famine, three and a half years. He saw the hand of God. Chapter 18 of 1 Kings, he gets over there and he's, he talks about how long y'all hop between two opinions. If God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. And he called for a showdown. On top of Mount Carmel. Y'all know the Bible, don't you? And on that mountain, the Bible says that he laid out the whole sacrifice and said let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And God from heaven answered by fire and God he licked that whole sacrifice and all the water. The Bible says that the fire of God licked up the stones. He saw fire burning up rocks. Then he slew, single handedly slew all of Jezebel's prophets. And yet in chapter 19 I said and yet in chapter 19 the very next chapter he's sitting up on the tree crying. And he tells God this is what your Bible says. He said God it is enough. He said God I've had enough he's running, he feels overwhelmed. God, I've had enough. So don't tell me that you, your sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, singing song, doing all the Zion stuff, can't ever have a time you say, God, that's enough. I feel like I've had enough. And you ain't seen as many miracles as... You ain't stood up against all the prophets like he did. Some 850 prophets he stood up against. So there are times when you will feel overwhelmed and that's where the devil is trying to get you. But what did God do for Elijah in 1 Kings 19 when he said that's enough? The Bible says the angel came and brought him some food and said, eat this food, angel's food. And when he ate that food, he said, no. He said, he he tried to eat a little bit of of it and the angel said, no, go eat all of it. He said, because you're going to go in the strength of this food for the next 40 days. So, God, so the Bible says that God gave Elijah a 40-day meal in one meal. Wouldn't you like to get a shake, you know, a smoothie or something that'll tie you over for 40 days? Some of y'all go get a smoothie and think it's going to tie you over and that turned into a snack. <laughs> God, that went nowhere, man. Still end up Burger King somewhere or something. So... But Elijah, he was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed. And yet God raised him up and gave him an assignment. Thank you, Holy Ghost, because he's telling me this right now. He gave him an assignment. He said, Listen, okay, you're going to leave here in a little while, but your ministry ain't done. I need you to go and anoint some men. One in particular, I want you to anoint Elisha. And when you anoint Elisha, he's going to carry out your ministry. So though you may be overwhelmed, you can't be overcome because I got to have you do something before you leave here. And he went and he anointed Elisha. And the mantle of Elijah ended up on Elisha's life. Let me move on here. The devil is trying to get you and me to cave under pressure. Do y'all understand that? Can I talk about this for a moment here? Spiritual pressure. Spiritual pressure. He's trying to shame the body of Christ out of standing for the word of God. But Romans 1.16, Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is, come on, help me out. The power of God unto salvation For everyone who believes, come on, first. And then to the Greek, or to the Gentiles. So, the devil's trying to shame him out of preaching the gospel. In fact, if you want to go back to verse 15, put, put verse 15 in there, up there for me, Romans 1, 15. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Now, why is he saying that? Because Paul knew in Rome He's going to die. Y'all not catching that. He knew that in Rome, God already told him, because he had asked to speak to Caesar. And in Rome, he's going to die. God already told him what things he must suffer for for the gospel's sake. He knows in Rome that he's going to die. And that's why he has to tell them in verse 15, so as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I know I'm going to die for preaching the gospel there. I know I'm going to die because I go there. But I'm ready to preach it to you also. For I'm not ashamed. So you can't, don't don't just read verse 16 by itself. Because of that, I'm not, here's why. Because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And though I may die for it, I'm not ashamed of it. Though my family may reject me, I'm not ashamed of it. Though folk may unfollow me, unfriend me, don't let me follow them, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. May not get invited to preach in everybody's church, but I'm not ashamed of this gospel of Christ. See, and the devil's trying to put spiritual pressure on us to change our stance. Oh, come on now. To change and soften our stance. And don't, don't go by what the word says. Go by what we feel. We, we've progressed. That's old school. That's tradition. But the Bible is still right. Help me, I'll tell you, neighbor, the Bible's still right. And somebody's wrong. The Bible is still right. Look at this in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. I'm talking about spiritual pressure because this is all the things that we're facing in the world. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Look at what Paul says here. Oh man, I'm in the wrong book. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. I knew that looked funny. He says here, to which I was also appointed a preacher, an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for this reason, I also what suffer, suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. Not ashamed. I for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able, To keep what I've committed to him until that day. The reason why many folk are quitting because they are not persuaded about God. And they're wishy washy, stepping out and trying and experimenting with other things, other gods, other religions, other ideas. Because they're not persuaded. And Paul said, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere because I'm persuaded. He said, so even if I suffer a lot of things because of this gospel, I'm not ashamed. I'm persuaded. That's right. you, you, thank you, Holy Ghost. Do you remember when Paul dealt with in uh, 2 Corinthians 10 about this thorn in his flesh? Yes. And he said, Because of the revelation I have This abundance of revelation That the enemy's coming in He's buffeting me What he's saying is the devil's trying to put Pressure on me to stop Preaching this gospel Does anybody know what I'm talking about here Now if if you ain't feeling Spiritual pressure it's because you ain't doing nothing for God Now I believe that you in here you are doing something for God Well maybe I better check on this side I believe in here you're doing something for God. If you are, you're going to encounter spiritual pressure. If you're not, you're probably trying to be a secret agent for God. We even had that whole thing came out of the body of Christ years ago, God needs some secret agents. No, we're not supposed to be secret agents. God never called his children to be secret agents. He said that you, when, this, when, you re- when you receive the power, the, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive power. And you're going to be witnesses, not secret agents. Right. That word witness, the Greek word is martir, martyr. martyr. Oh, that's right. oh, so that means you're going to suffer some things. You're going to go through some stuff because people are going to know for sure that you was a child of God. All right. Let me keep going here. How about emotional pressure? Emotional oppression psychological warfare yes, how many all know the devil does that yes, he gets all up in your mind yes, in your thought life in your yes. dreams yes, yes, you're sitting there you're trying to pray and then here come the devil talking to you while you're praying you're sitting there reading the word here come the devil talking to you right while you're reading the word you're sitting there trying to praise God here come the devil while you're trying to praise God attacking you in your thought life trying to get you oppressed but look at Isaiah 54 verse 14 Isaiah 54 verse 14 says this. In righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. So the devil's trying to bring that fear because fear will oppress your mind. To the point you can't think straight. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. It's called psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just used in the secular world, it's used in the spirit realm too. How about financial pressure? I just, I just confessed to you a few minutes ago about the financial pressure. <laughs> That's must be broke. I'm not broke. But I can see where, good gracious, man, if we don't get some more increase. You understand? Because pretty soon, inflation will catch up with your increase. Oh, come on now. <laughs> inflation will catch up with your income. So you and I are supposed to increase. Oh boy, some of y'all better (laughs) unretire. You don't shut down your increase, but your income is stagnant, but inflation is about to take about to overwhelm you. Oh y'all quiet. But it's the truth. Philippians 4.6 One thing the Lord reminded me of here it says be us for nothing but in everything by prayer supplication with thanksgiving do what? So just tell God what you need. Tell him what you want. Hallelujah. What about attacks in your body? I'm just showing you the way the devil is coming against God's people trying to overwhelm us and make us quit. First Peter 2.24, notice what God said here. The word says, by his stripes we were healed. But see, if you don't know that, if you don't recount that, again the other day when I was praying and God was touching that issue inside me in my heart about finances he began to I I just i thank God for the Holy Ghost because what the Holy Ghost did was exactly what Jesus Christ said he would do that he bring back to my remembrance of the things he's told me and he began to bring back to my remembrance so I began to walk around speaking out scriptures speaking them out speaking out promises speaking out God's word over finances I know none of y'all had to do this, but this is what I had to do to overcome those fears, those words, that pressure. I was feeling pressure from the inside. So the way to resist pressure from the inside was to put pressure from the inside. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. That reminds me of what his word said. Because that outside pressure is coming in to crush you. Hallelujah. What about, what about persecution of men? Has anybody dealt with in the last, even the last two years, people flipping out on you? Come on, tell the truth anybody. We don't have to go back that far. Last week, last two, two months, people have just straight flipped out on you. Because of your stance, because of your belief, because of your tenacity, because of your faith. Because you cute. <laughs> and none of y'all going through that, right? But I want you to see something here in Romans 12. Go to Romans 12. Because, remember I'm talking about overcoming the world. And I'm showing you the various ways that... In the world, you and I come under attack. See, it's wonderful to come up here on on Sunday and Wednesday and whenever we come together because it's like a safe zone. Ain't no financial pressure, no spiritual pressure, no emotional pressure, none of that stuff. We're just in a safe zone. But when you dart those doors going out that way, you got to deal with folk and real life. and When you're home by yourself, and ain't no praise and worship music, no team and no... No psalmist. Are y'all with me this morning? So Romans 12. I want to show you. i Look at Romans 12 verse 17 and start there, because I'm talking about you dealing with persecution and all kind of attacks and people dealing with you the wrong way. People treating you funny, doing you dirty. Y'all know what I mean when they somebody do you dirty says repay no one evil for evil. Can you handle that? Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. So don't don't do dirt back. Don't clap back. Not online. Not on the phone. Not in person just say God bless you God bless you verse 18 come on if it is possible if it is possible that means sometimes it's possible and sometimes it's not you gotta know when it is and when it ain't And don't try to force it when it's impossible. And don't be too lazy when it is possible. If it is possible, as much as it depends, as depends on you, live peaceably. Come on. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Don't clap back. But rather give place to wrath. Can y'all handle that right there? For it is written vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord. Therefore if your enemy, oh God. If your enemy If your enemy is hungry feed him. <laughs> you got a hoop on stuff like that because that you don't like to do that kind of stuff. If he is thirsty Give him a drink. That means treat folk good when they treat you bad. Why? Because you got to look past them. Jesus, when he's on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He saw past them. He knew that, yes, they were doing it, but they were not the real issue. Oh, y'all ain't saying much to me. They were the ones doing it on the cross, crucifying him, but they weren't the ones behind it. So when someone does you dirty, you gotta be spiritually mature enough to look past them and forgive them and release them and do them good. Recognizing that it's not really them. I uh, I'm having a hard time. It's not really them. It's not them. The same way. Hopefully, it wasn't really you when you did them dirty. I ain't never did nobody dirty. Use a lie when you did somebody else dirty. Because you have done somebody dirty. You might as well admit it. You've been wrong just to show. So you got to look past them and allow the Spirit of God to work through you to do them good when they do you dirt. Got it? Okay. He says, so if they're hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. In other words, you'll, you'll make room now for God to deal with that person. Now watch 21. This is the point I'm trying to get to here. Do not be overcome by evil. So what you got to see then is when that enemy is doing you dirt, look past them and see that evil is trying to overcome you. Are y'all slow? Did y'all get that? Excuse me, I I apologize. Do y'all see what this is saying? Y'all still don't see it. Do you see what this is saying? That That when... the attack comes. It's not the attacker. It's the evil trying to overcome you. They happen. The evil happens to be using that particular attacker today. But it might be a different attacker or a different attack mode or a different attack method tomorrow. And you got to see that there's an attack. Behind that, your real adversary is the devil. And he's trying to overcome you with evil. What is evil? Evil is everything that's not good. So not only when somebody is doing you dirty, but what about when finances get strange? What about when temptation to sin comes? What's happening? The devil is trying to overcome you with evil you remember Jesus in the prayer that he told us to pray this way he said one part of prayer said pray this and lead us not help me out into temptation but lead us not into temptation but deliver us not from the world not from people Not from my enemies from evil. So the (laughs) So the people aren't the problem. Okay, let me let me help. We got folk who mad at other ethnicities. Because the color of their skin. Because other ethnicities have done your ethnicity wrong. And you want reparations and you want all kind of stuff to happen. The problem is reparations don't get rid of the evil. I want, I want justice. But that doesn't get rid of the evil. The problem is not the... the people, it's the evil. You beat me to it. Preach it. You gonna preach it? Because folk did us dirty who look just like us. Matter of fact, right now today, who who said that? Right now today is folk that'll do you dirty who look just like you. Matter of fact, they might have your same last name. So what you gotta focus on beyond that is the evil. The evil it. Come on, because what, the, what happens is if you still carry this anger then the evil has overcome you. <laughs> if you still carry unforgiveness towards your cousin then the evil has overcome you. But you know they did. It ain't what they did, what the devil did through them that got you mad walking around upset. Your stomach hurt. You can't function. You've been overcome by evil. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. When they ate your last piece of sweet tater pie at the refrigerator, it wasn't about the sweet tater pie, it was to get you so upset that you couldn't function, you couldn't pray. You cutting the food, you can't function at work. You at work mad about the sweet potato pie. No, no. You came home you, because you had tuned up all day long. All day long. But when I get home getting that sweet potato pie, I had one last slice in there. You get home, find out your child ate your child, your child ate the pie. Oh my God. Now you mad. stumbling through the house, mad. You can't pray, can't read, can't sing a song You can't do nothing, you're slamming dishes Slamming doors, dog, dog And slipped and said a word out your mouth You shouldn't have said What happened? Overcome 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 How many of y'all gonna tell me today You've been overcome before? Tell me truth Oh boy, now, I've been overcome before. Couldn't t- take you two days to break out of it. You would say that was short. Some of y'all, two weeks, two months. Still hot dog man. Hottest fish grease. What's happened? Overcome. Overcome. He says, Do not be overcome with evil. Back in Romans 12. Do not be overcome with evil. But overcome evil with good. So, to overcome evil, guess what I got to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no that Don't make any sense, yeah. I know it don't make sense, but it's gonna get you out of being overcome. You overcome, just they ate your pie, you go buy them a whole, buy another pie, and give them half. Just take it, just take it, just take it. Just take it. Just take it. Now I know I'm, I'm making jokes, but I mean I want you to see this about your whole life, about your whole, about our whole lives now, because you're gonna deal with bigger issues than sweet potato pie. You're gonna deal with some real, real stuff in your life, and you gotta see that the devil is trying to overcome you with evil. Anybody ever, ever been overcome with grief? Overcome with grief Do you know grief is evil Grief is evil Grief is from the wicked one Well, You're supposed to be sad when you lose a loved one Well wait, 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 there's a difference between being sad and having grief Because the spirit of grief will kill you Oh yes, that's right you, you, you ever seen, known of people who they uh, were married for 50, 60, 65 years, and one dies, and a few days, a few weeks later, the other one dies? Grief. They had been so joined together all that time. Grief. It wasn't because one was all of a sudden physically ill. Grief, the spirit of grief. The Bible calls the spirit of heaviness overcome with evil. Let me ask this question Is poverty evil? Oh, 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 Lord! Oh, Lord! How many of y'all know about that evil right there? Y'all been there being broke is evil. Now, I know that y'all never did this. Many of y'all have a, don't put your hand up, because you don't want to let your neighbor know. Been to <laughs> the grocery store and got to the register and had to put something back. Y'all, yeah. you know, put, put your hand up. Yeah. Just a <laughs> yeah, Have your money, and you go, you know. No, put that back. Wait, how much is that? Man, that's evil. Come on now, holler back at me. I know. And yet your Bible says do not be overcome with evil. Come on, sir. It's evil when it's 85 degrees outside and you got to height up your window. Y'all know what height up your window means. That means you... Yeah, let your windows up cause ain't no AC in the house, so or, or you ain't gonna burn it. Oh, I got it. I just ain't gonna burn it. That's evil. I'm just giving you these just little examples, but my point is, poverty is evil. I think the Bible says it this way the wealth of the rich man is is this strong city, but the uh, poverty is the destruction of the poor. Poverty is the destruction of the poor. Poverty destroys people. The rich man's wealth, thank you, Proverbs 10, 15. The rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Poverty destroys. That's why God hates poverty. And if you, as a child of God, have to beg and wait on somebody to do something for you, God says, I hate that. That's evil. You a child of God. So if, 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 uh, if poverty is evil, rich must be good. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing. Rich. How do you know? Remember in G- Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus gives this story, tells the stories out of power. it's a real story about the rich man of Lazarus. And rich man dies, ends up in hell. Lazarus dies and ends up uh, in Abraham's bosom, not because he's righteous, not, not because he's poor, not because... The rich man is rich. That's not why he went to hell, because he didn't regard God, right? right. But what happened when he asked, hey, send somebody down here to touch me, you know, bring me some water, put some water on my tongue. And Abraham said, no, no, we're not going to do that. He said, see, you in your life, you had good. In Lazarus' life, he had evil. Y'all remember that? He said, Lazarus had evil in his life. How did Jesus describe Lazarus evil? He was poor. He was begging. He said he was sick. The dogs licked his wounds, licked his sores. And Jesus said that was evil. Sitting at the rich man's gate. And he said, Abraham said, and you had it good in your life. You had a gate and a mansion. Come on now. You fare sumptuously every day. Dressed in the finest of clothes, and Jesus called that good. Some of y'all say to my folk, looking at me crazy. Jesus said to be rich is good. I better talk to the camera because y'all is He said to be rich is good. He said to be poor is evil. Do not be overcome by evil. So God doesn't want poverty overcoming your life. You're gonna overcome evil with good. Well, what what do I do? I'm gonna do some good. I'm gonna take what God has given me. I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna bless somebody. I'm gonna do good to somebody. I'm gonna take my bread. I'm gonna spread it around. I'm gonna help people. I'm gonna be a blessing to people everywhere I can. Come on now. The Lord taught, showed me that years ago when a special Dobra came just to, just to keep money in your pocket, just to give away. This money for spending, this money is for, for giving away. Keep money in the pocket, keep money in the car. Hey, <laughs> you pull up to a traffic light and the people come in, hey, can you? And people be like, get. I say, come on. Take that. why I'm overcoming the poverty the evil of poverty with good so I can never be poor anymore because I'm doing too much good somebody better grab a hold of that I can never be poor anymore I'm doing too much good (laughs) give me a few more minutes here Y'all just, just hang tight. So do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil, verse 21, with good. Now listen, we are built to overcome. We are built, designed, and programmed by God to overcome. Go back to our main text in 1 John 5, please, 1 John 5. Because you and I have whatever, what it takes to overcome. All trouble, all tribulation, all obstacles. In 1 John 5 and verse, let me start at verse 1 just for context sake. 1 John 5, 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How many of y'all believe Jesus is the Christ? All right, good. And everyone who loves him, who begot, that's God, also loves him who is begotten of him, that's Jesus. So if you love God, you have to love Jesus. So when you hear folk talking about they love God, but they don't mention Jesus, they don't love God, not the God you serve. That's why you got to be very, very uh, discerning about who you are listening to and who you follow behind when they keep talking about God, 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 God. Because there's only one true God, and that's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if they never mention Jesus, then you you might want to disconnect. By this we know that we love the children of God, When we love God and do what? Keep his commandments. commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. This is how we know we love God, that we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not, in other words, it's not hard to keep God's word. That's a devilish idea that he brings people that it's hard to be saved. It's not hard to be saved. It's not hard to live right. It's hard to be a sinner. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It's hard being in the world. It's hard being a liar. You know why it's hard being a liar? Cause you can't keep up with all your, you can't remember every lie you told. You told this one you was with that one and you told this one you were over here at that time and then, then you forgot you told him you were over here at that time. Tell so your neighbor just tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's so much easier to just live right, man. Trying to keep names straight, <laughs> date straight, location straight, outfit straight, restaurant straight. Walk in a restaurant. Somebody remember that time we came? Oh, that wasn't you. <laughs> it's better not to lie. Just, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you ordered, you ordered. You... That wasn't me, sucker. Get out of here. Man. You old jive turkey. <laughs> it's hard to be a sinner. To break his commandments, you got to keep covering your tracks. Because when you're a sinner and you know you're supposed to be right, you got to keep covering your tracks. Now, if you're a sinner and you like being a sinner, you ain't covering your tracks. You just put it all out there. But when you're a sinner and know you're supposed to live right, you got to keep covering your tracks. But to keep God's word is easy. His commandments are not burdensome. King James says, grievous. It's not hard keeping God's word. Hallelujah. Now watch verse four. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Not, it's not whoever there, it's whatever. What so whatever God has produced in you gives you the ability, gives you what it takes to overcome the world. So God has produced things that on the inside of you, and what he's put in there is enough to overcome all the evil, all the world, all the foolishness, so you can be victorious and not a victim. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Now, I want you to see something here. This first word, it says, for whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. Now, I'm not going to go into the Greek and all that kind of stuff. I just want you to see that it just says overcomes. Now, that's a present perfect tense, overcomes. Overcomes. Notice it doesn't say has overcome there or overcame notice it says overcomes notice it doesn't say will overcome it says overcomes now what that means is that has overcome overcoming and will overcome are all included in that one word because there are things that you have already overcome And there are some things that you're overcoming right now. And there are some things that you will overcome down the road. But this is the victory that overcomes. So your past and your present and your future are all built into your overcoming status because you have faith in the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you overcame the last storm. You're overcoming your current storm. And you will overcome your future storms. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Verse 5, who is he who overcomes continuously? So we're constantly overcoming. Y'all hear that? I'm constantly overcoming is past, in my present, in my future. I've been through some stuff, and I'm still here. You overcame. I'm going through some stuff right now. And I'm overcoming. And there's some things that are gonna come down the road just to show as I'm here that I'm gonna overcome those. I didn't quit when I was going through. I won't quit right now. And I won't quit when the things come in the future, because This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So you have what it takes to continuously overcome. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Y'all give me just 14 more minutes. He says this in 1 Corinthians uh, verse one, chapter one, verse nine and ten. Look at what it says. Yes, we had the sinners of death in us, in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, who does what? Look at verse verse ten. Who delivered us from so great a death? He delivered us, and does. Come on, deliver us in whom we trust that He will still. So He's talking about being delivered being delivered right now and that he will be delivered. That means if God did it before, he will do it now and he will do it again. If he did it before, he's doing it right now. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil For you are with me. He's taking me through it. That's why you don't quit. That's why you don't throw in the towel. That's why you still praise God anyhow because he's taking you through it right now in the midst of your storm. Why? I'm built to overcome. I'm built to overcome. So he delivered, he does deliver, and he will still deliver. He delivered, he does deliver, and he will still deliver. Y'all got this here. So this is the victory that overcomes the world that has overcome the word even our faith. Who is he who overcomes? Who is the one who overcomes? Now, wait a minute. That means that everybody doesn't overcome. That's right. Because he has to ask, who is he who overcomes? But he. So now he identifies the overcomer. Who is it? The one that believes that Jesus... Do you understand everybody doesn't believe that? Right. So that's why they don't overcome. Right. But how many of y'all believe that? Well, that means you should be overcoming. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I did, let me help you with something here because y'all look at me like this is not helping me. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put this together to preach. This is my word. This is what God was helping me out with. I'm I'm letting y'all listen in. Because I I figure a few of y'all might understand what I'm talking about. A few few of y'all have faced some difficult situations that were unbearable. That seemed unbeatable. And you're still here which means you've been through some stuff and you have overcome but as soon as you got up from that issue here comes another issue and you feel like God what's going on I thought I came out of this thing God I thought things turned around already he said yes they have but here comes another storm another wave but child the same way I brought you through that last one I'm going to bring you through this one and here's a little heads up. When the next one comes along, I got you. All you do is keep your trust in me. You, the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Hallelujah. In Mark eleven twenty two, there's a scripture. You don't have to turn there. Just, you know the scripture. It's very short. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now, the one who overcomes the world is the one, it says, who believes he's the son of God. The victory that overcomes the world is our faith. So when you have faith, you have what it takes to overcome the world, to overcome any evil. It's already inside you. Now, I want you to go to Galatians, please, chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And look at verse 3 and 4, please. Thank you, Lord. But this, this, this world is, is full of evil. You can get downright fearful and become a recluse if you're not careful. You can be scared to go to the gas station. Not because of the prices, but because of people doing stuff, man. Scared to leave out of your own house. Right. There are some people who they are, they're not online because of COVID. They're online because they're scared to leave their houses. Right. Right. Too much stuff out there, man. Right. But look at what the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. You got it? Yes, it says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father And our Lord Jesus Christ, watch this verse four, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. That word age there means world. According to the will of our God and father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So notice the Bible says he did what he did to deliver us from this present evil age. He died for us. He gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age. Now, people think the easy way to get out is to just die. (laughs) That's why people resort to the act of suicide because they've been overcome by evil. They've been overwhelmed by life and they just say, it's just easier if I just leave. But that doesn't get rid of evil. But the Bible tells you and me that you that we can live here on this planet in the midst of an evil age and still be delivered. Why? Because of what he did for us. He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So you and I when we put our faith in him it allows him to deliver us or bring us out to help us overcome what's going on in this world around us. Now I want you to turn over to one one chapter to Galatians chapter 2 please. Galatians 2. Can y'all handle this this morning? Galatians 2 and verse 17. Look at what it says here, verse 17 through 21. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? No, certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgression. It's talking about going back under the law. Verse 19, for I through the law died, excuse me, for I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. Verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. Remember we just read in chapter 1, verse 4, he gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present age. Y'all see that? Do y'all see that? Don't fool me. So two, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. That's my deliverance. That's what we just read. That's I knew y'all didn't get it. Y'all say, yeah, I got it. Did, did you see that? In chapter one, he died to deliver us. Now he says, I have been crucified with Christ. His crucifixion is your deliverance. Now you leaving this planet. There are folk, there are Christians who are waiting on the rapture because they want to escape. The rapture is not our escape. The rapture is our reward. Jesus in John 17, when he prayed, y'all listen, when he prayed to the Father, he said, Father, I don't ask you to take them out of this world, but I ask you to keep them while they're in this world. So he doesn't need you to leave to live right. He doesn't need you to leave leave to live free. He he does not need you to leave, leave to live good. He needs you to believe in him. Put your faith in him. And when you do that, you are immediately an overcomer. I wish y'all would grab a hold of that. You are immediately overcoming, not because of you leaving, but because of you believing in him. We've been singing these old sad, sappy, faithless songs in the body of Christ. One of these old mornings, it won't be long for me and I'll be gone. Now, is that true? Yeah. But the way people sing it, they sing it like, oh, and I can just get out of this world. When we all get to heaven, with a day of rejoicing. You ain't no rejoicing now? Ain't no victory right here now? So watch this. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, <laughs> it is no longer I. he says. But Christ lives in me. Oh, Jesus. Y'all, y'all. Uh, hold your finger there. Throw up on the screen for me, John 16, John 16, Look at what Jesus says in, the, in the, the bottom of this verse. He says, but be of good cheer. No, the, he says, in the world you will have tribulation. In the world you will have tribulation. You're going to have some trouble in this world. He said, but, but be of good cheer, what? Now, we just read Christ lives in you. Boy, y'all are get it by Thursday. I have overcome the world. I have. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I have, you're going to have tribulation, but I have overcome. I have overcome. I've done it. And he tells me now in Galatians chapter 2, he said, that same Christ lives in me. So the world overcome. In me. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody's getting a hold of this right now. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I used to be overcome. I used to fault everything but I live now in the flesh I live the reason why I'm victorious the reason why I'm still standing the reason why I haven't lost my mind the reason why I haven't thrown in the towel the reason why I'm still going is because I live by faith in the son of God I believe he lives on the inside of me I I believe he will bring me over I believe I believe he will bring me through. I believe I will have the victory. This life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith in the son of God. I used to fall to everything. The slightest thing used to just break my day up. But the reason I can still smile with nothing to smile about. The reason why I can still dance, when ain't nothing to dance about. The reason I can still sing, when ain't nothing to sing about, is because the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. I believe. I believe God. I believe in Jesus. And He said, The one who believes in Jesus is the one that overcomes the world. Somebody say, he's in, me now. he's in me now. Say, the overcomer, the overcomer is, in me now. is in me now. And if he's in me now, in now no, matter there, no matter who's out there, greater is he greater. what the devil brings up. I don't care what he says. I don't care what you do. You can't get me to over, be overcome by evil. Greater is on the inside of me. Greater is on the inside of me. Come on here God. The overcomer is in you. If the greater is in me, then the lesser is out there. So graders don't fall to lessers. Greaters don't quit. Lessers quit. The greater one is inside of me. Let, let, me, let me break off here. Let me break off here. Break off here. Go, go back to Galatians 2. 20, 20 let me finish that the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God notice this who loved me and gave himself for who loved me and gave himself for, he loved me and gave himself who loved me and gave himself I, you ought to make that personal I, I know I know he died for us I know he died for us but it says he loved me I wish I had some believers in here I know he died for the sins of the whole world but it says he loved me you ought to make that personal for yourself every once in a while, Jesus loved me folk go around worried about who loves them and who don't love them and so and so don't love them and so and so don't like them, and listen the greater one loves you and gave himself for you That fella you running behind? He won't even pay for your meal, and here you are running. He talking about spit the two checks. And you worried about some two check joker? You chasing a two check joker can't pay his own rent. He want to come stay with you in your in your apartment. You gonna worry about that? No. Find the one who loved you so much he gave himself. Heard about my daddy Wasn't nowhere in my life My daddy got he didn't need your daddy To take care of you I know you miss your daddy But I'm telling you I'm gonna show up again until draft night. On, they don't even show up coming in your life till you get drafted. Oh, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> but I love someone who loved me enough to die. give himself for me and when I believed in him he came inside of me and now he lives inside of me and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God that's the greater one baby that's the greater one don't worry about the lesser ones I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the greater one that's the only reason why we've not been overcome because some of you in this room you have dealt with some stuff that the common fellow, the common woman they'd have lost their minds the average person would have caved in already and look at you still here. Tell so your neighbor, look at you, you still here. Look at, look at, look at you. Look at, look at you. Look at you. You, you, you still stomping. You still stepping. You still primping. You still smiling. You still shining. You still delighting. You still walking. Still, you still. look, look at you. Look at you. Look at. Look. You don't been through all hell and high water. Look at you. The reason you ain't been overcome is because greater is He that's in you. I've not been overcome get on your feet that's all I got time for looking all nice smelling all good Well, no, see, you can, you can dress up trying to cover up what you're going through. The reason you can dress up is because what you're going through has not overcome you. If what you're going through had already, already overcome you, you'd have lost your mind. see, if you're in this place and you've never faced any battle, any struggle, anything, you can't relate to anything I'm talking about. But if you have, then I'm talking about you and talking for you today. And God has given us every tool and resource we, we need overcome this world. I'm going I'm to get into this. We'll, we'll pick it up next week to show you how Jesus overcame the world. Yes, we, can, we can actually see how he overcame the world. Because we're going to do it the same way he did it. Yes, amen. Plus we have his help. Yes, we have our big brother's help. When Jesus walked on this planet had to overcome, he had to rely purely on The knowledge that God had called him, he had to press through stuff, but now he's living inside of us. We have his victories, his experience, his wisdom, his encouragement, his strength, so we don't need to be overcome. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. By any evil. Sickness and disease is evil Don't be overcome by that Poverty and lack is evil Not having enough is evil We know sin is evil I don't need to talk about that right We know that's evil We don't have to be overcome The Bible says there is no temptation That's taking you that is not common to man So even the temptations that you and I face is just common stuff. We don't have to be overcome by evil. You understand what I'm saying by that? So when the devil tries to overcome you with the evil of sin, he's not just trying to get you to go and do whatever the sin is. (laughs) That's just a means to an end. And we got to see that. That a sin is just a means to an end. What he's really trying to do is overcome us yes. to get us for the believer to where that sin brings such a condemnation that you now quit on God. That you now quit on God. And you end up frustrating the grace of God. When God has saved you, wondrously saved you, and you got to know, you know what? I messed up, but I can get back up again. That's how you keep that evil from overcoming you, is you get back up again. And God will just, he will raise you up every time. Hallelujah. I'm about to pray. Let's pray. As I do, I want to invite somebody to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. If anybody in this room today, you're not yet a part of God's family. I'm not not talking about being a part of this church. I'm talking about you're not yet born again, don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. I'm going to give you that chance right now to just know Jesus, to, to, to meet him and make him the Lord of your life. Remember, he overcame the world. And if you don't put your faith in him so he can now live in you, you won't have the power to overcome. And what the world does is they develop coping mechanisms to cope with evil. Right? So support groups for evil. You know, just how you, how you manage anger and how you manage your addiction and how you manage, really we're talking about how you manage sin and, or how you, how you manage other problems that come against you. And God's not calling us to manage them, he's calling us to, overcome them and God wants you and me to walk in that kind of power so every head bowed every eye closed I want to pray for somebody today who you say pastor I'm not born again I want to get Jesus in my life I need him in my life been struggling been um, overwhelmed truthfully and I need him I need to start a relationship with him so I can have the power to overcome if that's you in this place, I'd ask you to slip your hand in the air. I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, today I want to get born again. I want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoever you are, put your hand up where I can see that hand. Because I want to pray for you today. I see a hand. Somebody else today, I want to pray for you. Whoever you are, I want to pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. This is your time. This is your time. This is your time to be born again, to begin a, a, a trek, a journey that will change your life forever. The Bible says God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That means God loves you and me enough that he looks past all of that mess, all of that gunk in our lives, and shows us his love. Now, people won't do that. People, people will hold things against you the rest of your life, but God won't do it. He'll let it go. He'll forget all about it. So I'll ask one last time before we pray today. Anybody else in this room, you say, today, Pastor, I want to get born again. I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, those with the hand held, we'll just hold them real high. I want to make sure we can see that hand. I'm going to have somebody pray with you. I'm going to have somebody pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I thought I saw a young man's hand back in, in the back there. Is that right? Okay, little Baker, I want you to head back to the back. There's a young man standing there. Got a little gold uh, collar, gold around his collar. I want us all to pray this prayer together. I'm going to pray and then um, believe God for to do what He does. Thank you, Father, today for your word, and for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the conviction of the Holy Ghost. You said no one, no one comes to you except the Holy Spirit will draw him. So, Father, as you've drawn the heart of this young man, we thank you that he, is, he has answered the call to come to you. Now, I pray, Father, that as we pray this prayer, all together, not only will he, but also any other person in this room today who doesn't know Jesus, as we pray this prayer, they will pray it out of, out of the sincerity of their hearts and that instantly their lives will be changed. Now let's lift this prayer before God. Say this, say, Dear God, Dear God in, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now, I come to you now in, need in need of a Savior. I realize, I realize that my sins, my sins have separated us. But I thank you for sending Jesus, your son, to die for me. I accept the free gift of salvation. I ask Jesus, come into my heart, take over my life. I give up my ways and I accept your ways. Now, God, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that from this day forward, Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I'm born again now. I'm saved now. I'm a child of God now. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with your precious spirit. Take over my life and do something with it. I thank you for brand new life. Now teach me how to live for you I live all for of you my days. My In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Put those hands together and give God a praise. <laughs> give God a praise for this young man today. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise for him.